0: Out of breath in the race of lies And I won't look you in the eyes I seem dandy, I seem fine Suffocating here inside Breathe in, breathe out God, that sound I breathe in Breathe out I give oxygen a try Breathe the air where God resides And I don't trust you like I'd like But at these rocky mountain heights Breathe in Breathe out for God, that sound Breathe in, breathe out Breathe in, breathe out For God, that sound
1: We are recording, Ooh-hoo. according to my computer, All right. which means, I guess, enough.
2: I think it means we're recording. Probably. Okay. So. So, hey, everybody. Yes, hi. Hi. Um, oh, what are we doing?
1: Oh, well, my name's Jeff. <laughs> oh, I'm Rachel.
2: I this, forgot what we were doing for a second. Is,
1: well, this is a podcast that we occasionally do.
2: Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, we're good at that.
1: Yeah, sometimes.
2: Um, yeah, so uh, we're uh, Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story.
1: Indeed we are.
2: I have a funny story for you, though.
1: Ooh, before we get started okay. oh yeah
2: so um this was last weekend it was mm-hmm. the 4th of july mm-hmm. so i had some friends over and, yeah. um you know they had their kids and stuff here and one of them was talking to his mom on a uh, facetime and um earlier in the day he had been down here and he saw all our setup mm-hmm. and he's like so what do you what is this what do you make with this yeah and i was like oh i do a show and he's like oh well what's it called so i told him so later he's on a Facetime call playing with his mom.
1: With well, his mom or his grandma? His mom. Okay. So
2: yeah, my friend. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They just, both have. This, it's like a little Brady bunch. I call them the Reba's. It doesn't matter. Fine. I'm just not going to name them or their kids because I don't know that they want me to do that.
1: Well, no, we're not going to do that anyway. We try to steer clear of that if we can help it, anyway.
2: Yeah. So anyway, he's talking to his mom <laughs> um, on Facetime, yeah. and he goes, "So, mom, guess what?" And she's like, "What?" And he goes, "Do you know that? You know what's really cool right now? You know where I am?" And she goes. No, when he goes, <laughs> I'm in the house where they make grandma tell me a scary story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. I mean, he had no idea what we do, but you know, she But she pretended. Well, you know. He did say we were a YouTube show, and I was like, close. Uh, close enough, enough. I guess. I mean, we're, not, we're not on YouTube. but We're hey. not.
1: No, I mean, I could... I'm sure I could upload this. We could this be do... on YouTube. for us yeah. us, we need to be. I no. mean, I'm sure you have enough pictures that I can record. I can make a slideshow of your dog while we're talking. Yes. And people would watch that.
2: Oh, and, and my new my new pets.
1: Yes, and your new pets.
2: My new kitties.
1: People love cat videos. So if we just did a video, if we just, you just recorded them for like an hour, I guarantee you with us underlaying like Yes, being...
2: And they're adorable because they do everything together.
1: Oh, and that person that says sound effects, how we just do, we just Put it to cats. Cats.
2: Yes. Okay. Sounds great.
0: Um, <laughs> re-release. <but,
2: laughs> re Cat noises in the background. Didn't care for our dog noises. I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> right. But no, I thought that was really funny. Um. So apparently, to the mind of, I don't know how old he was. Hey, young, we have a
1: super fan. It's fine. We have life.
2: a super fan who has no idea what we do. And our stuff's not exactly child-friendly. And that's okay. Yeah. He acted like he knew who we were.
1: That's the important thing. It
2: was pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, so um that was I just thought that was funny. I had to share. No, it is. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Should we get started?
1: Yeah, I think we should.
2: Alright, so I guess this week we're doing our normal normal, our episode.
1: normal. Normal you each cover a thing of a bob.
2: Yep, sounds good. Yep. So a couple stories here. Yep. Yep. So uh, who wants to go first?
1: Do we wanna I don't know. We do we know what first last time? Oh, jeez. Uh, hold on. I, I mean, could...
2: technically you did. No. Wait, hold on. Well, Let's, uh, hold
1: on. Did I? Because the last one we did like this was the Changelings episode. Right. Did I go first then or did you? Did I close this out?
2: I don't remember. I don't either. I mean, does it matter? No. I could I can go first. I okay. mean, you started off last week. Okay. So I guess that's fair.
1: I guess that's how we do it. Yeah. Okay. We flippity-flop.
2: That's fine with me. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about, um, it's like, we're going to call it a cryptid. I think it's more of like folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called, so we're going to talk about the Blue Men of the Minch. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, to start off, I have a little poem about the Blue Men. Of the Not
1: minch. the Blue Men group, but. Of the Minch. Of the Minch. I'm not going to lie, the Minch sounds like not the inappropriate thing to say. It does, but like... I could be saying it wrong, too. I have no. Well, that could be what even I worse. Like, that's
2: how I read the pronunciation. Why well, could be even
1: know. worse? That it. it could be it sound even worse. I know. That's what it looked like. when I looked it up. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm gonna hit you with the bench. Sounds pretty bad.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> just stop. This is Blue Men of the Bench by Mark Woods. <laughs> Beneath thunderous waves near craggy shores, exist in frigid seas, the ancient men of cold blue, fallen angels who now cast to earth are kind no more. Courageous seamen souls, they took, they looked to a cruel, can't read, imprudent men have eternally suffered, callously uh, the blue men of the men, of mench, have crested the waves, pursuing those without wit, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) that's funny, the dumb people, for the challenge that's offered,
0: you're not wrong,
2: Uh, condemning fools forever to the brines depths and its caves beware of the blue men and their command of the seas fierce waves will extend from a flick of their tails exhaling breath launches a furious breeze Masts shall be shattered and shredded our sails consider angels as fair but fear the blue men of the mensch salvation will always encroach with a twist quick be the poets whose conviction won't flinch See, it has to be Minch because it rhymes with flinch. Sorry, fact, sheltered <laughs> passage from verse is the pardon the, that bloom insist. Trading verse with the devil would be sounder for souls. Blue men of Minch have true depth to both rhyme and their prose. Brandish poems from heart and the head instead of old scrolls. Caution for that cold clinch of the sea is the poet that froze. Like I said, that was by Mark Woods, mm-hmm. about the blue men. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you couldn't tell, they're not very nice.
1: No, they sound like dicks.
2: <laughs> kind of. So um, I had never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about where this um, comes from. Okay. Uh, so the Minch is a strait that separates the northwest highlands of Scotland and the northern inner Hebrides. I have no idea how to say this. Hebrides, um, that's totally wrong.
1: Say it with confidence.
2: From the northern outer Hebrides. And only a very small percentage of our
1: audience is going to know how to pronounce it right. It's
2: probably true. Um, and this is the home to Blumen, the Scottish Gaelic terms for the Blumen. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Nafergorma. Nafirgorma. Um, and it basically, like, or, um, yeah, means, like, the stream of the Blumen. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, like, that's what they call the, the straight there. Yeah. Um, The Minch is also referred to as the current of destruction. Ooh. Yeah, it's got some fun names. I like current of
1: destruction. I do, too.
2: <laughs> it sounds really fancy. They're not fancy, but, like, it yeah, sounds like, like it I want to go
1: there. It sounds like it would be a really good, um. Uh, like, heavy metal band, um, right? like, album or song.
2: Okay, Floyd is scratching very loudly. That's a great sound effect um so there also have been like referred to as storm kelpies oh. I can't we haven't talked about kelpies have we we not? haven't
1: they sound okay. familiar mostly because I think from Harry Potter
2: Probably. okay well I read a lot of folklore anyway so um also like so the most common water spirits in Scottish folklore are kelpies um and they're normally described as like horses mm-hmm. just in the water um but sometimes they have different forms I guess. Um and then yeah, but uh, these guys are not described as kelpies. Mm-hmm. Well, horses I should say. Yeah. Um, basically they're like mermaids.
1: So yeah, they're they're mermen.
2: Yeah, they're mermen. Um, with blue skin and green beards. Some some like some of the things I was reading said more like gray skin. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's making all the sound effects for us. Oh, jeez! That was someone's head or something. It's the ball, is it the his head, hidden table. It <laughs> was, was the ball. Well, you never know with them.
1: That was the ball. Okay, cool.
2: Not the dog's head. Um, but anyway, like I said, they're basically mermen, blue skin and green beards. Um, and then they're kind of murdery if you make them mad.
1: Like most folklore creatures. Yes.
2: Um, so tip there, it said that they caused the storms when they're awake, but if they happen to be sleeping, the water's peaceful. Mm -hmm. But it's also called, you know, what do we say? Uh, The current of destruction. It's not normally peaceful area to be in. (laughs)
1: There's always at least one awake.
2: Uh, Yeah, basically. Um, And also, from what I was reading, like, they typically swim with the upper half of their body out of the water. Like, the human part, like, is up out of the water, which is kind of strange, I guess. Um... And they can be seen jumping out of the water, kind of like a dolphin or a whale.
1: Okay, so they breach.
2: Yeah. Um. So, where did this come from? Where did it go? Funny. You're welcome. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um. So I guess it's kind of there's a few different places that I found that people like have suggested the origins of this. hmm Um. What, one of the suggestions was it started with like either the Moorish, Moorish. It's mm-hmm. a hard word to say, Moorish. <laughs>
1: like the okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, M O O R I S H, not like more.
1: No, ish, but yeah, I, I knew it kind of Moorish, but I was like,
2: right, okay. no, it's a weird one. um Or North African slaves that were marooned in Ireland, like in the ninth century,
0: mm-hmm. by
2: Viking pirates. Hmm. I'm not sure why, but. But, yep, that's one of the things. That hey, was a really popular one.
1: Hey, you know what? They say that prostitution is the oldest profession. I, I think it was slave trading.
2: Oh, yeah. Or um,
1: both, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, probably. Um, so other tales kind of refer, or they think might refer to um, a group of people called the PICS, PICTS. P I C T S. I've not heard of them. I haven't either. Pikes. We're not sure. Um, because they used to paint their bodies. And they would use um, like kayak, like boats, to cross the water of the Mench, and it would kind of look like they were only half human, because you know kayaks are real low to the ground and the, er, to the ground to the water. To the water, they're all flat, so you wouldn't necessarily see them over the waves and stuff, um, especially if they were far away. Um, then another explanation actually links the bloom to the time of Vikings around the ni- again back to the ninth century um, when they took the Moors and captured. Like, the, um, slaves that they had and took them to Ireland. Mm -hmm. The Vikings spent the winter months, like, in the Shiat Isle, Shiat? I don't know. Um, yeah, they, and that's in the Minch Mm -hmm. area. And, um, historians believe that the Blue Men are, in fact, again, marooned, um, foreign slaves. Mm -hmm. And that comes from this guy, Mackenzie, who we'll talk about
1: later. Okie dokie.
2: He was a writer. Um... And then more specifically, they said they might be the Tora, Toregs, mm-hmm. um, and because they were called the blue men of the desert, they wore, like, um, indigo-dyed clothing and headscarves, and so mm-hmm. maybe they were the blue people. people. I mean, if they're wearing the right, I don't know. But right, if
1: they're wearing indigo-colored things. Yeah, then
2: maybe sense. they're the blue men. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's another myth that says they're descendants of Minos. Is that Minos? 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 Uh, you know, the king of Creech.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And his wife, um Pas- We're going to go with Pasiphae. Okay. Daughter of the sun, um, through the children of his son, Glaucus.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I like these names. Um, and after the destruction of Crete, they fled the Mediterranean and made a new home in the Hebrides of Scotland. I know I'm saying that wrong, but. It's all right. <laughs> And that's what we're calling it now. Yeah. Sorry, Scotland. I'm renaming you.
0: Um,
1: and the people of Scotland that listen to us, if you could just kindly send us the correct pronunciations. But actually,
2: wait, Yes, that. But like, if you want to send like a little sound clip of you saying it, then I'll have George here just like input that every time I have to say the right
1: word. <laughs> no, I'm not going back and re-editing this episode.
2: <laughs> Kidding. Mm-hmm. Are you though? No. I knew it. <laughs> Who's painting my deck? Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it's not me either. So That's th- true. thank God okay. for that.
2: Um, so another, like a more traditional legend of it says that they are fallen angels that were spared from the underworld.
1: Oh, so you're not good enough for heaven, but yeah, you don't get to go to hell either.
2: Exactly. And then so cryptos who all just have also come in um, and said their suggestion is actually that the legend might be based off of sightings of marine creatures that had not yet been recorded by science. It's
1: also very possible.
2: Like dolphins.
1: Very possible.
2: Yeah. That was, they didn't say that I did, but yeah. I figured dolphins. So the most fascinating part about all of that, though, that I think, is that the blue men outside of that one, that area, that one body of water, not heard of anywhere else in the world. Hmm. Not even like other places in Scotland. And they don't really have counterparts in the rest of the world, as far as some of their more distinct features and things. Yeah. Um, and apparently, when I was reading about them, it said to not, just, um, not to be confused with what are called Finn folk, who I had also not heard of, um, who are apparently like a mythical amphibious sea people on Orkney and Shetland, hmm. which are other, you know. So we're definitely going to talk about them at some point, because...
1: We have to. Uh,
2: yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, that's kind of the um, background. Now we're going to talk about Donald Alexander McKenzie. Go on. He um It's a little basic info on him. He was born in July of 1873. Okay. His birthday's coming up on the 24th, actually. Aw. Happy
0: Early eating, birthday,
2: dude. Um, and then he died in March of 1936.
1: His birthday's on a Friday. We could rage.
2: Oh, let's do it.
1: No, we can't. I'll be... Not in town that Friday.
2: My floors are getting refinished that week anyway. It's fine. All right. So. So probably out that week. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, dude. Um, My
1: birthday party for you.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, so he was a Scottish journalist and folklorist, mm-hmm. and he was a very prolific writer on religion, mythology, and anthropology. Um, his name came up basically everywhere when I was looking uh, for information. Yeah, so he initially became a journalist in Glasgow and like and then in 1903 he moved to Dingwall okay. um, as the owner and editor of the North Star. Then in 1910 he went to the People's Journal in Dundee and then from 1916 on um, he represented the Glasgow Paper, the Bulletin in Edinburgh. Borough, whatever. Sorry, I think it's Edinburgh. I'm not sure I think so I've, I've been heard there. both I've
1: heard both which is a weird I know, thing.
2: I'm not and I don't, I was there and I asked and I still um I think it kind of depended on who I asked
1: That sounds accurate
2: <laughs> yeah it was that happened to me a lot when I was um living in England actually <laughs> especially when I traveled um so as well as writing books and articles and poems he also gave lectures mm-hmm. and other like talks on Celtic mythology. So he's like one of the big names um, in Celtic mythology, but on the Blue Men. And his description of the Blue Men, as he wrote in his book, Wonder Tales from Scottish Myth and Legend, which was published in 1917, he said, You quote. The strait which lies between the island on Lewis and... That should be and, I think. It says and.
1: Probably.
2: And the Shant Isles is called the sea stream of the blue men. They are of human size and they have great strength. Mm-hmm. By day and by night, they swim round and between the shant isles and the sea there is never at rest. Because there's always one awake, as you said. <laughs> the blue men wear blue caps and gray faces which appear above the waves that they raise with their long, restless arms. In summer weather, they skim lightly below the surface but when the wind is high, they revel in the storm and swim with heads erect, splashing with the waters with mad delight. Sometimes they are seen floating from the waist out to sea, and sometimes turning round like porpoises when they dive. That was his... What he said they looked like and did.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so then some of the folklore is kind of fun with this.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, according to folklore... In order to defeat them, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that you have the last word in a rhyming duel. With them? Yes. So basically, you gotta be like Dr. Seuss. Crap. You gotta be on top of it, because otherwise, you lose.
1: Okay, I'm dead. Uh, My
2: dad would also be really great at that, because and probably like some rap star, rap rappers. Are they called rappers? Rap stars. Rap artists? We'll call them rappers. Rappers? Okay. They'd probably be pretty good at that, because they rhyme a lot.
1: I mean, it would depend on which one, I would think. Which ones. You know, because some of them have, like, ghost writers that write all of their stuff, and they just do the vocals.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, well.
1: So you need one who actually writes their songs.
2: True. So apparently, this is what sailors have said, Mm -hmm. or, well, back, back in the day. No, I don't, I haven't, I didn't read anything recently. Recently. Um... So when the blue men approach your ship, the leader, called a shoni, or there's another word that I'm just not even going to try. Um, see, I'm, I'm going to go shoni. Um like think to try it. Yeah, it's uh, not going to happen. Um, they issue a challenge to the ship's captain. Mm-hmm. Then the crew can save themselves, like I said, but only if you take part in the duel of poetry. Um, the Shoney will shout a line or couplet of poetry and the verse must be completed in perfect rhyme and meter by all on board.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah.
2: Um so if you don't, if you lose, you're dead. They drag you down.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, um so all but they're not all bad.
1: Oh, they're not okay. all bad. Okay.
2: So apparently um they like, they actually like help the locals. Mm-hmm. There's a tradition um, it said Halloween or, um, like, there was something else. I don't remember. Like, I saw two, a couple different times, and I was like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it was I didn't recognize one of them. So, like, somewhere in there in the fall, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves lighting of a candle by the sea. Then you pour ale into the water, and that's going to encourage the blue men to leave seaweed on the beach, like, as fertilizer. Hmm. So... Kind of hmm. interesting. Um, and then there's also, so I found one story of sailors who apparently captured one of the blue men.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this was a while ago. I found a few sightings, um, but they all survived, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're net. dead, you can't tell me about it. Um, but anyway, so they said they captured one of the blue men. They had found him asleep floating on the surface of the water, and they managed to catch him like in a fishing net. And uh, pulled him on board, and um, they tied him up with ropes, and they were planning to take him back to shore, but they didn't get very far um, before they heard two like two men's voices calling out like a rhyme to them from the water. Um, I don't know if it was to them, but th- whatever they they heard it. I assume they were talk- calling to them, um, but they called themselves Duncan and Donald. And, uh, once they started talking, the blue man woke up and he snapped all the ropes. He responded to them, called himself Ian, and then jumped over the side. Hmm. Um, and then this has apparently led, like, this story led some people to believe that the blue men have their own names and probably some kind of society that's very similar to humans. Um, but yeah. So basically, there's a little society of blue mermaids. Someone around. It's called hmm And they're a little murdery. They're like a murderous Dr. Seuss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're like, a, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I- I
1: like it. I like that I just
2: analogy. thought it was kind of fun. It was one I'd never heard of before. Um, so, you want to call it cryptid? Do you want to call it a folklore? I guess it depends on if you-
1: Well, most cryptids are folklore-based.
2: They are. Um, this one, it's even more in, like, just folklore as in, like, nobody believes it. Mm. Um, but then again, you had people that did say they saw them. Yeah, I had like and again, again. I did not see anything recently at all. But I'm sure there's someone out there that still believes in the blue men.
1: Yep. And I don't know.
2: I've never been there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I obviously have never
2: been there. either. Right. Um. I did. I just thought it was very. I just thought it was really interesting that like it doesn't have like a parallel somewhere else.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. Even in
2: just even in Scotland, there's nothing. Yeah. Else, although I really do want to look up the Finn folk now. Like I'm really like, curious. I did not have time
1: to look them up this week. That's okay.
2: But I definitely will at some point. But uh yeah, so that was the Bloomin' of the Minch. It was a little short, but um It's fine. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. It's just really weird. Like so they like to rhyme and they like poetry, but if you don't win the little game, you like they're gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of um It's intense. It really is. Like they're very intense. Uh, I don't know, Shakespeare.
1: Shakespearean, yeah.
2: Poe. Yeah. Seuss. He's really my favorite. So Marguerite
1: Seuss. I feel like Seuss is probably the safest one to go with, because I feel like not a lot of Poe, like some of Poe's poems don't rhyme. I know, I love Poe, but... I know, but it's not not for the rhyming, it's for the... It's true, he
2: probably would not be very good at that game. Nope. So what do you mean? I can't talk about being in love with my cousin.
1: Yeah, this is foreign to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Aren't you dead? (laughs) Why is your heart still beating? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I can still hear it. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. All right. Well. Good
2: enough. Um. But yeah. No. And if you know how to pronounce those words, let me know.
1: Yeah.
2: I tried. Um.
1: <laughs> so I guess on that note, we'll. Uh... Oh, should
2: we take a word from our sponsors real quick? I guess. Yeah. Because that's all I got for you. have oh, sure we... Some questions.
1: I don't have any follow-ups. Okay. Unfortunately.
2: I mean, we could go there and look for them.
1: Dion, which is a combination of Dion and Dunn. Cool.
2: I mean, I, I drove around the entire entirety of Loch Ness to look for the Nessie one day. <sighs> Nessie. I mean, my friend drive very slowly. James, you don't listen to this podcast either, so... Wow. <laughs> it's calling people out left and right.
1: And they don't hear it.
2: No, they don't, because they don't listen. And you guys didn't hear the first one again today, because we were not recording.
1: Nope. That's okay. Alright, well I guess we'll do a quick work from our sponsors, and then we'll get on to... My topic. All right. All right. All right. So we are back from the break with our sponsor.
2: Woohoo. Yeah. Oh, it's so far away.
1: <laughs> what are you reaching for? My water. It oh. rolled
2: away from me. Um, yeah, look at
1: that. <laughs> I know. So sad. So, all right. So
2: So what are you talking about this week?
1: I'm talking about Albert Fish.
2: Ooh, I know that name. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kind of cheated, because I, like, after I started doing my research on this, and I was like, well, oh, this feels familiar. And then I got to, like, his last victim, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did this for, like, a high school course. Did you? I did. I can't remember what class it was for. It was either for my mystery class, or it was for, like, a law class that I was taking.
2: Well, we didn't have either of those classes together, but I still don't know who this is. Yeah. Also, it's a funny story. About the last name Fish, Uh, him band class. Uh oh. (laughs) There was this guy named Bradley Fish, spelled differently. Um,
1: Yeah, I remember him.
2: Yeah, he was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything else about him, but he played clarinet. Yes, he did. And he was annoying.
1: Yep. Anyway, (laughs) we we could talk more about that after we were finished. (laughs)
2: No, but I saw him on Facebook or something the other day, and, like, people you may know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I haven't thought about you in a
1: really long time. I haven't thought about you since not I had to stop you, dealing with you.
2: I'm not going to say how long, because
1: I, I don't thought, really want to age myself that badly. I haven't thought about you since I last had to deal with you is all we have to leave it at.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know what that sound is either. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> anyway. Is there a plane in my Maybe. Anyway, Albert Fish was born May 19th, 1870, as Hamilton Howard Albert Fish.
2: That is a new name.
1: That is a name and a half. <laughs>
2: Hamilton Howard. Albert.
1: Well, the Albertson quotes, I don't even think he was actually, I think it was just Probably Hamilton that Howard he decided Fish.
2: decided his new name was...
1: Well, yeah, we'll get to that, actually.
2: Hamilton Howard.
1: Yeah. Um... He was also known as the Gray Man. Ooh. Werewolf of Wisteria. Oh, yeah. The Brooklyn Vampire. Ooh. Vampire. I got it. I know. I'm just clarifying for...
2: We got a girl in Werewolf, too, but...
1: Yeah. The Moon Maniac.
2: <laughs> the Moon Maniac. I didn't know that one.
1: And the Boogeyman.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: It's not as fun. He claimed to have. To, he's claimed to have had a child in every state.
2: Oh, like fathered a child? No. Oh. No. What do you mean? Wait.
1: <laughs> like, um, raped or murdered?
2: Oh, okay. Because when you said had, I was no, like, oh, yeah. I'm like he fathered a child. I missed no, that I, story. I
1: kind of, I kind of left that like that for that reason. <laughs> I
2: remember that part.
1: And it's that he
2: mailman story. But he, that... he
1: boasted that his uh total victim count was about a hundred.
2: Oh yeah, which anyway. would
1: make sense if he's saying I did bad things too.
2: Well, there's only fifty states.
1: Not at that time there wasn't.
2: There were never more than fifty states.
1: No, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but
2: I'm just saying there was only one in every state. No. I thought you said he had one in every state. Yeah,
1: but he's claimed he claimed to have gotten a hundred kids.
2: Oh, I got you.
1: So if we're doing the fifty. 50- yeah. Anyway,
2: just saying that's more than one in every state.
1: So there is some confusion as to whether he's referring to rapes or cannibalizations.
0: Yeah, that part.
1: Um, and it's also not actually verified that this number is accurate because you know a lot of serial killers when they get caught they. Oh yeah. They inflate.
2: What, what years was he again? What
1: years were he? He was, was pretty active in, like, the 1920s, 1920s. Okay, that's right. I could 30? not,
2: uh, yeah, that, that make, that's right.
1: That's why I said there wasn't 50 states at the time. Right, no, so, yep, that makes sense. I yeah. Also, probably really hard for him to get to Hawaii and back.
2: Hawaii and Alaska?
1: Slash, why would you want, I get why you'd want to come back from Alaska if you went up there, but why Hawaii? Like, why would you want to come back? Don't do
2: this Alaska.
1: Fair. I won't. Beautiful. Okay. It's also cold, which you don't do well in.
2: I prefer cold to hot. I moved here from Texas.
1: It's true. Because
2: it's too hot.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought it was because of me.
0: Wow, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. I didn't laugh at that. Hurtful. <laughs> That's what it was. It was all you. That's <laughs> why so I moved across the country.
1: Okay, so it says in here, in this article that I got this information from, which is inconsistent, it says that he was suspected of five murders during his lifetime, and he confessed to three, which the police were actually able to trace to murders that took place. Okay. But later in the article, it says that there were actually eight that he was suspected of, with three that they could confirm. So, so maybe, maybe they were saying that there were five additional that we suspected him of, but we can only trace him to three, which might have been how they do. Right.
2: But we the, said he admitted to five. Right,
1: but no, they he could had... only
2: trace him to three no, initially. Conf-
1: no, he confessed to three.
2: Three. Oh, okay.
1: He's saying he he victimized a hundred kids. Right, right, right. Career. No, but I
2: I was just trying to clarify what you said about their.
1: No, so he's he was suspected in five murders. I guess they couldn't pin on him. So like they fe- they suspected him of a multiple, but there are only three that they could actually tie him to. Oh,
2: okay, I got it.
1: Is I think how they meant it, but that's not how they phrased it in this portion it. of it. Okay. So Fish was apprehended on December 13, 1934, and was put on trial for the murder and kidnapping of a young girl. Um, he was executed January 16, 1936, via the electric chair.
2: Wow.
1: All right, so now into the early days.
2: Mm.
1: So he's born in Washington, D.C. His father was 75 years old when he was born. Wow. And was 43 years older than his mother. Wow. Yeah.
2: Dang. Okay.
1: He was the youngest child of, I think it said he had like three or four siblings. Um, And he wanted to be called Albert because um, he spent a lot of time in an orphanage growing up and he got the nickname Ham and Eggs, which I'm not sure how it didn't elaborate on how he got that nickname.
2: I feel like it was Hamilton Howard, right? Yeah. So, him and i can kind of get the ham part, but. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. Where,
2: I don't know where the eggs part comes down. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, he spent a lot of time at an orphanage growing up and eventually went with Albert to escape that nickname. I think Albert was also one of the names of his siblings that died. Oh. On like one, um, I think so. But his family history was rife with mental illness. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had an uncle that was psychiatrically admitted. He had a sister that was um, hospitalized, and just a lot of mental illness ran in his family. His father was a riverboat captain until 1875 when he died of a heart attack, which, you know, when you're 75 years old, Doyne.
2: Sorry, my dog is licking the microphone. (laughs) By, like, the next week or so, we should actually have a door (laughs) to the office.
1: <laughs> he just wants to play.
2: I know. Sorry. Next week we'll actually have a door. Sure. So, his father died
1: in 1875 due to a heart attack, and his mother wasn't able to afford to take care of him and his siblings, so she put him in an orphanage. Oh,
2: right. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, where he was beaten and stuff that's right. they did back then. Oh. And he actually eventually grew to like being hit. Oh. Like it 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 did stuff for him. Oh. Okay then. Yeah. And so when his mother finally was able to finally secured a job where she could afford to take care of him and his siblings and she got him from the orphanage, he upon leaving began a homosexual relationship with a the boy there at the orphanage. At the orphanage and eventually began drinking... I guess they they both began drinking each other's urine and eating their feces. Oh. I don't think that's normal. It's it's definitely not. Um, Also, during this time, he would write obscene letters to women who would respond to classified ads that he put in the paper. Okay. So, you know. And then by the time he was... Well, um, not by the time I don't know. Let's see. Hold on. So by the time he was 20, um, in 1890, he was prostituting himself, and uh, that's also when he admitted he began raping young boys. Oh, nice. Mhm. Uh, he was married in 1898 to a woman that his mother set him up with, and they ended up having six children. Nice. He worked as a painter during that time to support his family, um, all the while he was molesting children, I guess, that were at the places he was working at. And his favorite targets were boys younger than six. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he eventually became obsessed with sexual mutilation after he visited a waxworks museum where there was an exhibit showing a bisected penis. Nice. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> um, in 1910, he took an intellectually disabled man to an abandoned farmhouse where the two began to engage in a sadomasochistic sex relationship. And one of the during one of those times, Fish cut off the man's penis oh. and was going to kill the man, but decided, nah. And he treated the wound and left the man tied up in the barn house.
2: Oh. How nice. Mm
1: -hmm. He gave him $10 to keep his mouth shut. Sounds nice. (laughs) Yeah. So in um, 1917, his wife left him for the family handyman. Mm -hmm. And Fish was basically a single father.
2: Oh, she left him with
1: the kids. Mm-hmm. All six of them. Oh wow. And it was during this time that he began to um, embed needles into his groin and abdomen. Ouch. X-rays taken um, at the jailhouse following his arrest found 29 needles lodged into that area of his oh, body. My gosh. He also um, would beat himself with a paddle that he had nails put into, and do other various forms of self-harm um ow and he would actually have his children and their friends participate in hitting him what
2: dude you just like screwed up your kids
1: it was also during this time frame that he began to start eating people oh and would frequently for dinner serve himself raw meat he occasionally would serve his kids raw meat
2: Hmm. long pig Mm
1: mm-hmm um, but, Lovely. but interestingly enough, like they, they never actually, like, the kids, I guess, never said that he did anything to them. Right. So he would never like hurt his children. He didn't
2: hurt his own children. Yeah. Just,
1: just other people's. Other yeah. Well,
2: I mean, that's something. Yeah. Uh, so between 1919
1: and 1930, which is during his spree, Right. That's when he began killing. His victims were usually mentally handicapped uh, children or African-American children, as at that time, nobody really tried to find those missing people types. Yep. Um, Fish also claimed that he found some of his victims by hiring the boys, because they put in that they, you know, like, will work for whatever. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, oh, okay. He would then... Torture, mutilate, and with some of the children, he would kill them with a variety of tools um, a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, or a small handsaw. Yeah.
2: It's lovely.
1: And when asked by the prosecutors why he did this, he would just, he claimed that God was telling him that he had to torture and. Oh, God told you. God told him to do this, yeah.
2: Right. So when God tells me to rob the bank because I need money, it's all okay.
1: Right, yeah. You're, you're just
0: doing what God told you to.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Good to
1: know.
2: Yeah. I told my pastor that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so his final victim was a young girl, um, and she actually wasn't his intended target when he first started in on this family. So he.
2: Right, because I thought he was interested
1: in. He he was interested in the son, to... He was interested in the older son because he yeah. the son had placed a work advert in the paper, and Fish was like, "Hey, I've got." Worked work for, for you. you. Yeah. So when he went to go collect the boy, uh-huh. um, there's been some there's some discrepancy. Fish would say when I saw how big and like large, like when I saw how basically that I probably couldn't beat him in a physical fight.
2: Ah, uh, he was too. Okay.
1: I I changed yeah. tactics and went for the sister. Oh. Uh-huh. Who he also claimed that he never saw her as a girl, because apparently God was only cool with him doing this doing the, his stuff with boys. Oh. Uh-huh girls were not supposed to be i see so but yeah apparently he never saw this little girl as a girl and so that's why it was okay that's why he found the loophole
2: does that make sense
1: yeah so the way he got the little girl is he convinced her parents to let her go with fish as fish claimed he was on his way to his niece's birthday party and you know, this was kind of during the depression era, just fresh out of it. So I'm sure the family was like, Okay,
0: yeah, you know if you're not
2: Yeah,
1: of course. She deserves to have a little bit of fun given that we don't have a lot of money. Right. But so she was never seen again. Oh. And police were actually baffled as to like what happened to her and what like they they arrested somebody they suspected of it. Mm-hmm. And then they had to let them go, because obviously they didn't do it. And ironically, Fish got himself caught, because he wrote a letter to the family oh. bragging about it. What?
2: I didn't know that part.
1: Yeah. So, he and,
2: bragged about killing their child.
1: Yeah, he talked about how like he talked them into letting, her, letting the child go oh, with him okay. that day. Him. And...
2: Let me brag about how I lied and manipulated you yeah. and then I murdered your kid.
1: Exactly. That's wonderful. Exactly. And I think they also had other samples of his handwriting that just, like, matched up because, like, it said something about they were able to kind of figure it out also by the grammatical errors that he made in it and the misspellings in the letter. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So did God tell him to write that letter, too?
1: I don't know. He didn't say. Uh-huh. I think he was just being a a confident jerk. Yeah. Um.
2: I'm just saying, if God's telling you to kill people, is he really, is he telling you to brag about it, too? Doesn't seem very godly, but what do I know?
1: Yeah, well, you know, he didn't take him a lot of time to really just go ahead and say, yeah, no, I killed the girl. Oh, good. He he was he didn't try to hide it.
2: He's honest about it, I guess. That's good.
1: Yeah. And his other two confirmed victims um, were a nine-year-old boy who he strangled with that boy's suspenders. Nice. After torturing and mutilating oh, them. Yeah, I'm sorry. And the other was a three-year-old boy that Fish abducted from the, his apartment building. Oh. So the, the trial lasted ten days, and numerous psychiatrists dubbed him a phenomenon. Because they had never seen somebody with so many uh, sexual deviancies in one thing. Okay. Um, you know, several said he was insane. That was his main defense, because that's always the defense. Oh,
2: well, of course, it is I'm crazy.
1: Several, yeah. Several said he was. Several said he wasn't, or they said he's insane, but not to the point that he couldn't comprehend right and wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the jurors were convinced that he was insane, but the severity of his crimes were were just too much. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. see any other way except to find him guilty and give him the death penalty because he...
2: Kind of a murdery murderer. Yeah,
1: and he... It was young children.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he doesn't... Yeah, no. Yeah. So not right, but no.
1: Yeah. And so at the time of his death, um, he was known to have killed the three kids that he was convicted of that ranged from the ages of four to ten years old. Mm-hmm. And then he was suspected to have killed another five... Which those five ranged from five to seven years old. But as I stated, he claimed to have done a lot more that they right, yeah he claimed, because yeah, he's a braggy cuss.
2: So, because he said, you know, he ate people for dinner and he served yeah. it to his children. Are those some of those other five kids that he supposedly they think killed, or are those other people that he's saying he did that with?
1: I think it's both. I'm saying... So I think probably those five that he's suspected of, that they can tie him to definitively, mm-hmm. he may have killed and then eaten. So there would be no body for them to... say. there's one
2: way to get rid of the evidence.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, just... The other thing also is that, you know, like, like I said, he cho- he's choosing people that are kind of on the fringes of society that nobody's really gonna... Right. ...say too much about if they turn up missing or dead. So but that is one Albert Fish. Nice. AKA the weir the werewolf of Wisteria. The weir Wolf, The weir.
2: The werewolf of wisteria.
1: Yeah. So yep. That's one Albert Fish. That's it's fishy fish. That's that. So All I right. guess on that front. Do we have anything else we want to talk about right now? Or?
2: Um, not right now. Hopefully everybody's doing good out there in the pandemic. You know.
1: And the In the COVID world,
2: yeah. Yeah, the COVID world. I'm still waiting on the zombies, but...
1: It's October, I told you.
2: I know. I know. Uh, yeah, so hopefully everyone's doing okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you can still find us on all our socials. Yep,
1: they're still the same as they've always um, been.
2: Yeah, we got Twitter, Grandma yeah. Tell Me a Scary Story, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Grandma Tell Me a Scary. You can find us on Facebook Grandma Tell Me a Scory. Sc- a a Scory. Scory. Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. Um, you can email us at Grandma the at gmail.com. dot um, I think that's everything. If you want to send us your scary stories, you know your personal scary stories, your whatever's.
1: We will read them.
2: Yeah. You if can. you
1: want us to on the show.
2: I mean, if you don't want us.
1: If you don't want us sure, to, don't send can, them. I guess, but you can still
2: send it. I guess I'll read it.
1: Right. I think that that's my I'd point is if, if you're cool with us sharing it on the air, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, obviously, you...
2: you don't have to like put your name on it or anything.
1: It's true. We can do it anonymously.
2: Yeah, if you are a part of Anonymous, mm-hmm. you should probably reach out to us.
1: No, I don't, I don't want that kind <laughs> no. of. I don't want that kind of heat on me. I'm sure they're all very nice people. <laughs> But I don't. Of they are. I don't. I don't need them <laughs> hacking into my computer.
2: <laughs> hack into his computer, not mine.
1: No, don't hack into my computer. I use it for work. Make it faster. No, that's how I provide my livelihood.
2: Oh, I know. It's fine. Um. Oh. Um. If you look on our, is it, our Twitter and our Facebook groups, you can find. Um. You can get T-shirts with our logo on them. Oh yeah. And dog bandanas with our logo on them. And I think there's coffee mugs with a logo on them. It's all our logo. It's the same logo that you see when you look at the thing. Um,
1: yeah, wherever you're, just, you, wherever you're participating. Yeah,
2: okay. it's that logo. There's just a bunch of different options as far as shirt styles. Um, there's dog bandanas because my sister bought one for her dog. Who's scratching over there right now? Not her dog, my dog. But I was gonna say her that. dog has a bandana. Uh, I have to get pictures of it. So there's coffee mugs, and you can also, I think. Or no, that wasn't an option. I can't remember what else there was. I know there was <laughs> coffee mugs, t-shirts. Oh, and baby onesies. Oh. So if you got a baby, put them in a onesie. Yeah. With our logo on it. Yeah. And uh, be like that kid from Saturday and. Go tell everybody you've been. To, no, don't tell them you've been to my house. Um,
1: tell them. Tell <laughs>
2: Tell them about Grandma. Tell me a scary story. Yeah. Tell,
1: tell them about. Tell everybody about the podcast.
2: <laughs> Just don't tell them where I live.
1: You can start with your mom if that's who you feel most comfortable talking about. Talking about stuff too. Yeah.
2: Tell your mom. Tell your sister. Tell your brother. Tell your dad. Tell mm-hmm. your grandma. Tell your grandpa. Yeah. Tell your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband, wife, uncle, uncle, aunt cousin whoever boss
1: whoever you think would enjoy
2: yeah tell your friends yeah they'll probably enjoy it maybe not
1: i don't know we'll find out
2: you might don't them, that's fine
1: yeah you might lose a friend but i mean <laughs> if you lose a friend because you recommended this podcast were they really your friend
2: they clearly were not correct yeah Okay.
1: All right. I Right? Yeah. All right, then. All right, well, until next time, I've been Jeff. I've been Rachel. And this has been Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story. I left it the way I no, wanted to no, say it. I know you did. Have a good night. Night. <laughs>